Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, What we do on the Word is we simply see what the Word of God has to say to us. And we have begun by examining the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians, which is Paul writing to a group of churches because there was something that was going on in that church. And the bottom line is this, that someone had disturbed them. Someone had brought in on purpose a distorted gospel. And Paul is writing back saying, hey, y'all should know better than this. And we're getting to that part where he's actually saying this to the people, where he's saying, what is it that's happened here? We're in the third chapter right now. At the beginning of that third chapter, he said, who so easily bewitched you? Uh, And he actually had spent the first two chapters explaining himself what had happened in his life, really giving a defense about things that were being said about him these people that were coming in to disturb them and bringing forth this false gospel, and they were doing it on purpose. The, the people that were doing this were also attacking Paul in a multitude of ways, and the way we can discern that is by what Paul is saying, the response that he was giving. So what I want us to do, I want us to back up a little bit from where we were the last couple of episodes and just look again in Galatians chapter 3. He asked a series of questions. Okay, a series of questions. The first one is this. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? Verse 2, this is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? And that's the crux of the whole issue right here, is that they were being tempted by these folks that we call Judaizers, uh, to go back to the law, even the ones who were Gentile. And they were being told something along this line. Well, yes, you, uh, Jesus is Messiah, and it's good that you believe in him. And yes, Jesus came by grace and by mercy, okay? and it's by his grace that we're saved. But there's more. And they were saying that you really need to be under the law to get the full benefit of salvation and to be truly saved. And the evidence that you're under the law is that you're circumcised. That's the reason all through this letter you see circumcision being spoken of either as a physical act or as a description of individuals or as a a picture of the law, an expression of the law. So he's asking this question, and he says, don't you realize that you received this spirit by faith and not by the works of the law? Then verse 3, he says this, Are you so foolish, having begun by the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And so he's letting them know you, you were saved by the Spirit. You're not going to live out this Spirit life in the flesh. You're not going to be perfected, the idea they're being completed by living the life of a sanctified life. You're not going to be able to do that in the flesh. Then he says this, Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So obviously they had been undergoing some type and some form of suffering. And he said, was this suffering in vain if it really was in vain? In other words, if you didn't have salvation, if you didn't have faith, <coughs> excuse me, if you truly weren't saved, then the suffering was for naught. He asked another question, verse 5. So then, does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you 
Does he do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? So each question is setting up this juxtaposition between the works of the law and the hearing with faith. And the answer to every one of them is by faith. It's by faith that the Lord God provides the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. So we see here there's all sorts of what we call internal evidence that Paul considered these folks that he was writing to as far as the Galatian churches to be saved. You would have had Gentiles that were saved. You would have had Jewish people that were saved. But you also had people that came from without, without and became a part of the body who were perhaps saved, saved and deceived, but where other groups were also what were described as false brethren. Okay, false brethren. So he's addressing all these folks, and he's letting them know it's not by the works of the law. It's by hearing with faith. Now, let me read two more verses. This is where we were sort of going today. Verse 6, even so, in other words, in light of all this, even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And you say, well, that's nice. Everybody knows that. Well, this is really, really important. We're going to see a lot more detail about this. He goes back to the founding father, right? <clears throat> Abraham. Abram, who was called out of the land of the Ur of the Chaldees by God, called out while he was still an, an idol worshiper. And Jewish tradition says that his father made idols, okay? God called him. And he's saying this, that Abraham was righteous because he believed God. And so people in the Western church, and we go, well, what's the big deal with that? Well, here's what the big deal is. He believed God, and he, God reckoned him to be righteous long before God gave the law. Long before the Mosaic Levitical law was given by the Most High God. And we'll see how this is worked out in the balance of this chapter. So Paul is letting them know, hey, you believe that you are sanctified, you believe you're saved by what is happening with the law, and you want to go back to the law, you want to go back to that? He goes back to Abraham himself and says he believed, and he is righteous. Then verse 7, therefore, in light of all, everything I, that he had just said here, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. Those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. In other words, if you want to be the correct follower of the Most High God, it is by faith. It is not by the law. Now, I know what people say. They say, well, that's great and that's wonderful and it's, you know, historical information, etc. What does that have to do with us? We encounter the same type of thing, folks, day in and day out. We, as the body of Christ today, have just as many, if not more, things that we point to in the way that we act and behave and communicate stuff uh, related to law that even the Jewish people did. We have a law unto our own. Sometimes it's as simple as uh, we expect people to dress a certain kind of way or we expect them to do this or to do that. I just had an experience uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, in responding to an inquiry, uh, email inquiry from somebody. Uh, we sort of have this law unto ourselves that you have to go to church to have an encounter with the Most High God. Okay, now hear me carefully here. Don't hear me wrong on this. That we have to, quote, unquote, go to church 
for someone to be right with God. And I, I was talking with someone that was trying to get a, a friend of theirs to go to church with him. And I'm explaining to them, uh, don't even do that. Don't even go down that road of trying to get somebody to go to church with you. You are standing before them. You are in communication with them. You are their friend. You are the very presence of the most high God in their life. You are the church. You are the body of Christ right there in front of them. It's not this thing, well, we've got to go off to an event. We've got to go to a corporate worship, and that's fine. You know, corporate worship's wonderful. We're told to do that. But when we sit there, and, and make it a law that you're only saved by going to a place, that you're only saved by responding in a certain kind of way. Out of my background, it was walking down the aisle after you'd sung 29 stanzas of Just As I Am. Okay? God works within that, and people are saved all the time. But that becomes a law that man has created to be in right relationship with God, and nothing could be further from the truth. I tell you what, we're going to continue talking about this as we go over the next few days because he says a lot about it in the third and fourth chapter. Take these things before the Lord as always. Lay them before the Lord and say, Lord, reveal your truth to me. And then live according to the truth that he's revealed, okay? Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for being with me. And I'll see you later. Bye-bye.